Welcome to PR Rocks Podcast. I'm Betty Galligan, and with me today is my creative production manager, Candace Brooks. We also have in the background Einstein, our <laughs> African gray parrot mascot who is making all kinds of noises. So if you do hear it, we're just going to ignore. <laughs> all right, so today we're going to be switching it up a bit, and instead of me being behind the scenes and just recording, I'm going to be asking Betty all of the questions. Um, so, aha, the tables are turned. <laughs> Hello, Betty, and welcome to your own podcast. Hey, thank you. It's great to be here. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so what's something that people seem to misunderstand? Perhaps common myth about PR or anything that you'd like to debunk? Well, the first thing that comes to mind when you talk about that is... When someone, when you tell someone that you're in PR, they say, "Ooh, you're so good with people. I really love that. You really work good with the public, you know, or something." That that's what mm-hmm. they think, and, and it's a it's definitely something that is not the only explanation of what PR is. Um, I mean, some of the best PR people can just be behind the scenes and never be out in the public, really, just working from the office and you know, don't have any interaction with the public at all. So I think that that is definitely one thing that, that people misunderstand. And I do think that it's even clients who are interested in, in thinking that they need PR, they don't really fully understand the whole scope of what PR is. There's so much more to PR than just publicity, you know, and getting in the news media or working with the news media, for example. I, I don't know, like what kind of shows do you watch today that talk about PR? I know that there was a show about some girls that were working in a PR firm. It was like on Showtime or something. I don't know. I mean, the first one that comes to mind is just like Mad Men stuff and whatnot, but I don't know the two girls one. Yeah, yeah. There was a, there was a show that was um, girls working in a PR firm and, you know, I mean, I was just watching Ted, that mm-hmm. movie, and... Mila Kunis is actually working in a PR agency, you know, but you don't really see what she does. And she looks like she's an administrative person, too, from what I can tell from the the agency. She's sitting like in the middle of a room and and the bosses are all on the outside getting the corner offices, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. trying to think maybe in in, Sex in the City. Oh, Sex and the so City. So Samantha, she was in PR. Yes. But that also sets it up in a different light because it's showing her just working with the famous people and, you know, it doesn't really show all of the stuff that we do here. True. I think true. most people, when they hear PR, that's all they think about is what you're doing for celebrities mm-hmm. and how you're protecting them from saying the wrong thing and that's it. That's all they know what PR is. Right. I mean, another one that comes to mind is... That movie, uh, Jerry Maguire, where it's the guy going, show me the money. and you know, to, <laughs> But those are less like agentry, really, mm-hmm. you know, like, and, and you can, you can definitely be a press agent to someone who's famous. That is an aspect of PR, but it's not the only aspect of what PR is. So, you know, maybe I could be considered a press agent to my clients, right? Mm-hmm. But they're not famous, and maybe they want to be famous, for example, and they hire us to help them to make them famous. But getting famous is either, you know, like some people are famous just because of their jobs. Like, like what does Paris Hilton do or the Kardashians? I mean, yes, now they're entrepreneurial people, but, you know, what really were they before they became famous, right? Mm-hmm. And 
I don't know. I wish maybe that we need to do more PR on the PR industry <laughs> because there's a need to better explain what what it is. And um, maybe in movies, like the way it can be portrayed in a movie would be more authentic to what. Maybe I'm also thinking about only what it's like to work in a PR agency, right? Because, yeah, yeah I mean, being a publicist is another situation that's perfectly fine too. That is PR, but it's not the only thing about PR. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I guess PR can be a comprehensive word to describe a lot of things that people do in in the industry. So, being so passionate about PR, do you think you've ever felt yourself getting frustrated of having to explain what it is as often as you've had to? No, actually, I love explaining what it is because then I, I. I am helping someone to better understand what it is. I don't expect that everyone would know exactly what it is that I do because it's, it is a behind-the-scenes type of an industry. It's a behind-the-scenes type of career. I don't mind explaining it. I would rather have someone fully understand what it is than to not understand it. I like to customize how I would describe it because it really depends on who I'm talking to, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. If I were defining it as the official definition, it's the management function that builds and establishes and maintains mutually beneficial relationships between a client and the various publics upon whom its success or failure depends. So what does that mean to somebody? What did, repeat what I just said. I, it's a mouthful. I cannot. <laughs> right? So it, it's, it's kind of a weird thing. But if I break it down and say it's a management function, which means that we work with CEOs, presidents, you know, at, at some of the highest levels in a mm-hmm. company or an organization. So it's a management function. So it's not something that's like administrative only, right? It's it's like a counselor, you know, or we're counseling someone. Um, so that's an important thing too. So it's a management function that establishes and maintains mutually beneficial relationships between a client and the various publics. Now, so that means you have to identify these publics. Who are the publics that are important to this particular organization? And then how are we establishing and maintaining relationships? It does not say only with the media. You know, I just, you know the word media is not in there, but that's the, ma- the main um, or group of people that I work with, right? But it could also be their customers, their clients, their prospects. There's a lot to it. It's uh, They call it stakeholders too, but I mean influencers. It can be anyone that that whom upon whom the success or failure of that organization depends. So if your organization is needing customers to buy from you, well, we're not salespeople in PR, but we can influence a sale. You know, We can educate customers about what that particular product or service is all about so that a sale can take place. So we, we pave the way for sales. It's, a, it's almost like um, that's why I think it's akin to some points of marketing, you know? Um, but in the case of PR, we are usually working with third parties of like a, a magazine, a newspaper, a media outlet, a television station, you know, whatever it is, so that it's not directly, um, we're, not, we're not the publishing company, but sometimes we can publish a newsletter on our own. We can publish a podcast. We can promote something with a white paper or an article, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think the the biggest thing that I would love to debunk about PR people is that it's not always the glamorous stuff that you see maybe on TV or in movies 
where someone is, you know, got the three phones working in front of them and, you know, the White House is calling and <laughs> the Wall Street Journal's <laughs> on the other line and this and that. That might be true in a crisis situation, mm-hmm. but it's not true all the time. There's a lot of strategy. There's a lot of planning. And there's a lot of writing that goes on behind the scenes. So you have to have skills. You have to have skills in writing. That's like number one to me in a career in PR. You have to be able to write. And you know, Candice, I mean, we've said this before, but there's a lot of people that we know that are maybe skilled in a certain kind of writing, but they're not skilled in PR writing. Yeah, it's a, a certainly a, a niche that is far and few in between the skills that people seem to have. Mm-hmm. Speaking of career... What compelled you to start your career in PR? What compelled me? Well, that's a good question, but because it happened when I was in college and I took my first class in public relations and I fell in love with it. And I was on track to be a, I was a theater major and I was on track to be a, a either an actress or a teacher of theater, which I, uh, you know, drama teacher, which is was something I had in mind because I loved, I loved teaching. I loved theater. I, it was so much, I was going to be an English teacher. I was going to be a, I had so many interests, but teaching seemed to be what I wanted to do. And then when I took my first PR course, I fell in love with it and said, this is what I'm meant to do because there's so much writing, so much. It, it it incorporated business. It incorporated writing. It incorporated even some showmanship in a way, like presenting. Uh, it included also or incorporated what I would call persuasion. Like I loved uh, psychology, sociology. I loved everything about like, you know, I, I didn't love sales. You know, I, I knew that I didn't want to go into that, but but the concept behind sales is like understanding what's going on in someone's head, understanding how people are, understanding their behaviors, and then trying to influence that behavior to, to create an outcome. That's really what PR is. What's one thing that you wish you had known when you began your career? I guess I would have wished to know how hard I would work, although I wasn't opposed to working hard. But... PR to me, and I don't know if it's just agency life or the fact that I own a business, but even back when I didn't own a business, I I never stopped thinking about clients or consuming media like you need to do as a PR professional. And so, I mean, I, I reading newspapers and magazine articles and watching television news shows and Keeping up with the media is really something that is so important to a professional practicing PR. I guess maybe that's like so specific to my job, but I would say that would be something. I I know another thing I tried to do was I thought that I would get more credibility by, because you you have to be social. You do have to be social in this world, right? And especially in this industry, you have to know a lot of different people. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to have a lot of resources at your fingertips right and so you can't be a hermit and uh, not that I was believe me I was definitely a social butterfly Um, but 
And I used to think it. I used to think that, oh God, this is going to be something like I'm going to have to go to every A-list party and get on every A-list thing, and and who you know, and all of that. And that's not really what it turned out to be. Yes, is it helpful? Absolutely, but it takes time to build. And I remembered asking someone when when like the agency people would say, oh, go and talk to so and so, or I ran into so and so at a party, and I remembered thinking. Back when I was like 22 years old, how would I ever get invited to a party like that? When would I ever be in in a, an area where I could like interact and just socially interact with maybe a media outlet person, you know, mm-hmm. or even clients? How would I ever get to network enough to have the CEO of some company become a, a prospect of ours, you know? Yeah. And really, it's just your own hard work that you put in, and you just do this over time. And but you do have to get yourself out there. Like you know, sitting around in an office is not going to do it enough in this field. You know, you've got to really be a go-getter and really do a lot of listening and a lot less talking. Really. So that would be the biggest takeaway: is you would go back and say, "Just relax. It'll take some time." Yeah, just allow yeah. It to to find its own pace. Yeah, I think I would say that. I, I would look at young Betty. I don't know. I would say to young <laughs> Betty, you know, I'd say just keep at it and you'll get there. But I had a great ambition. I had, I look back and I, I, I mean, I feel like over time, everything just fell into place of how how it should have been. Even at the times that I left a job and went to another job, you know, it was like the right time. I probably like today, I mean, 35 years later, I've been doing this for 35 years and that's a long time for any career, um, you know. Never mind staying within. Listen to Einstein making all this noise. We're just ignoring him. He's building yeah. a nest now. He's, uh, I don't know what he's doing right he's now. He's cleaning his beak on the top of the cage there. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, these are things that you have to deal with. Hey, you know, deal with the distractions of parrots, and then you have to go, you know, multitask. A lot of multitasking, mm-hmm. and just the way your brain is wired, you know, you can't. You can't worry about things so much. You just got to go and do them, you know? So would this be the same kind of advice that you would give to someone who's going to start pursuing a career in PR, whether it's, you know, our interns coming in or a young PR professional just starting out? Would that be the same advice or would you have something different to say to them? It's such a different era. I mean, when I started working, it was the 80s, mid to late 80s, and the work ethic was really strong. I'm just picturing like all the 80s here. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen Working Girl? Mm-hmm. Okay, loved that movie, but that was like the way it was, right? So there was, it was just work, work, work. I mean, work was number one, you know? So taking a vacation was not anything that was frowned upon. And Taking the long lunches, I guess. I don't know, but we did have long lunches in the beginning of my career. There's some funny stories on that. But I would say the best, was it career advice that I would give to someone? Yeah. In pursuing a career in, in PR would be, you better know how to write. And you better <laughs> know how to write well. I mean, that's really, there's so much writing. And I just, I'm talking about even just an email to a client. I'm talking press releases, articles, blog posts, social media posts, presentations, proposals, cost estimates. The list goes on and on, even email, newsletters, whatever it is that 
you have to do a lot of writing. And if you can't write, then you're going to have a hard time. It would be harder on you. So the more you write, the better you will get. And learn, learn, learn. You know, don't don't look at edits like it's being you're being scolded. Look at edits like, is this making this better? Mm-hmm. Try to edit your own work. It's very difficult to do, but you can learn to, how to do it. You also need to proofread your work and know how to spell, and you cannot rely on spell check. And that's that's why it's such a different era today that there are there's even programs out there with artificial intelligence that will finish the writing for you. Wow. Okay, I mean it's it's crazy today that you could just write two sentences or three keywords and you could push a button and you'll get a blog post of you know 350 words or whatever that you can use. That to me is crazy, but it is out there, and I just feel like, okay, maybe that's where the future is going. But if you don't have the basic foundation to even know if that's good writing or bad writing, then how good of a PR person are you going to be? So it's almost as if as if we are part journalist and part counselor and strategist and you know salesperson is mixed in there. Like you know, you you have to be able to make it happen. You can learn this. But you do need to have a really good foundation. So pursuing a career starting off would be learn, 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 absorb, be a sponge, continue your learning throughout your whole entire career, never get complacent. That is a big bugaboo that I have, but that I would tell everyone, just you're going to have a lifetime of learning. You're going to learn about your clients. You're going to learn about their industry. You're going to continue learning about your own practice of PR um, you know, that you can con- continually hone your skills and, you know, act like the professional that you are. That's what I would say to someone that's pursuing a career. I mm-hmm. would I would be, um, you know, there's no time for wasting around and, and having someone on board, a team that is just in it for, I don't know, whatever glory they think they're going to get out of it and not putting in the hard work. So it's comment your your success is commensurate with the hard work that you put in and be multifaceted in your skill levels being able to handle stress deal with stress multitask mhm one of the craziest things that i see is that when you're write, when someone's writing a social post and they think that they're going to make it more exciting by adding extra exclamation points <laughs> <laughs> exclamation points do not make something more exciting you know, it definitely provides a tone and there's something to be said for exclamation points when they're used properly, but not every single sentence and it <laughs> makes it more exciting. You know, that's not the way that journalists write. And I think, and I'm not trying to say that every social post has to have a tone that's serious, you know, but you have to know how to write using, you have to have a vocabulary and and a mastery of words. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to get that by simply, you know, writing a social post every now and then. You have to write a lot. So keep a journal. I would say practice writing press releases. Practice writing articles, even if they never go anywhere. Read a lot. Read whatever you can get your hands on. I do crossword puzzles. Love love seeing working with words. Like words can come. It's like you're making your brain more nimble by reading other things like books or you know for fun read things for fun but also keep keep an eye out on sentence syntax you know like the way that what made that such a great 
what what drew you in about that those particular words? Because it really is going to come in handy. I mean, whether you're writing an email or not, like I said, there's a lot to it. <laughs> Tell me what you think about people who do not read and do not watch the news. <laughs> Personally, I don't know how you can be in this world by not doing this. I mean, I, I know that everyone's glued to their phones, right? Everything is about phones today. And there's so much information on phones, um, you know, mobile devices that you can get. There's plenty of news that you can even just get on your phone, but that's not the only source. And that's the thing. Like if you're, I would say the reason I don't like it when someone does not watch the news is because that's where you need to potentially place your client's stories. So if you're not familiar with anything about who the newscasters are or what segments that they have or how news is produced because you never watch it, or you never watch a broadcast news, uh, what do you want to call it, not a segment, but like you don't watch the broadcast news for a whole half hour. You only watch like here and there. How do you know when sports comes on if you are if you have a sports story and who the sportscaster is? you know How do you know when they're having a segment called something this week, like a special thing that they're working on this week or next week in particular? They'll tell you things that are coming up and then you can pitch your client and their story to be part of that. And if you're not watching it, how are you ever going to know? Now you might say, well, what if I don't watch all like three local news stations? I have three local news stations in my market. So I'm watching all, how can you watch all three? Well, you know, you can, you can put it, you can DVR it. You can watch one one day, watch one another day, watch one for the morning, watch one in the, in the evening. You know, um, there's, there's no reason why you can't, turn that channel on and watch it unless you don't even subscribe to normal TV, which some people don't today. They don't even own a television set. They only watch it on their laptop or, you know, a smart TV and they just subscribe to Hulu or some whatever, you know? Sure. Or mm -hmm. nowadays things are so much different where you can go directly to that news website and they have the repeat of whatever segment that they just put on or clips from stories and stuff like that. True, yes, and, and streaming, right? Mm -hmm. So, but I, I really feel like you don't get the full scope of it if you're not watching it the way that others are watching it and mm -hmm. consuming the media. That's what I mean by consuming it. It's like, what is in front of you? Just look at everything that you can look at. Pick up a newspaper every now and then, look at it if you're not subscribing. It is expensive to subscribe to some newspapers. You know, but whatever your clients and their prospects and their customers are consuming, you better be consuming in order to be a good PR person, as informed as you can possibly be about all the things that someone could potentially be interacting with to get information and communication. All right, Betty. Well, I thank you for letting me interview you today. It was a pleasure. I think you did a great job, Candice. Oh, thank you. <laughs> And Einstein, time. too. Oh, sorry. Yes, Einstein. Now he's all quiet. I know. <laughs> I mean, I was hoping that he was going to talk or do one of his, he agrees with us. Oh, yes, his mm-hmmms. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe next time we can catch him on uh, and record him. Well, thanks, Candice. Thank you.